The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, and strong language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Potterotica Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Lindsay. I'm Danny. And we are coming in hot with episode two of season eight, yes. our master chin season. Yes. And I feel like next week we could introduce ourselves going forward with our club alias Sexy Ooh. Club Names. Welcome back to Potterotica Podcast. Yes. I'm so-and-so. Yes, we have identified them. We have gotten so many funny answers on Facebook. So if you're not in the Potterotics, please go look at all of those. We want to hear what yours are. But we thought we would just kick it off by telling you what our sex club names are. What are we calling these? Sex club alias? Yeah, alias. Okay. Dan? <laughs> I don't want to go first. Okay. I was thinking that one, an obvious one for me is I wear a lot of crop tops, like season round, like sweat, like it's almost fall and I'm like, yes, crop top sweater season. So I think mine should be Dame crop top, right? Was that mine? Dame midriff. Dame midriff. That's Dame midriff. Sexier, yeah. yeah. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, obviously I would go into a club and want everyone to know me as Madame Trampstamp. That's right. <laughs> um, and I exude sex. B-D-E, et cetera, et cetera, with uh, giggles. <laughs> I love no, it. Is, I love it is it. just. I sound like a it, clown. No, no. It is 100% <laughs> what your name would be. It's also like better than wolf. Yeah. yeah. Also, I feel like your your um, mask would just have the two top yellow eyes of a smiley face. <laughs> I picture it would be Googly like. Googly eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Giggles. And my, I was like, that my, kid, my hey, name you is Giggles. Job? Yes. <laughs> so, like, Giggles is walking around and his mood ring is green at all times, and he's got. Giggles, Wait, mine's I got, just an emoji. Yeah. Just tongue out. G- giggles gave the me a emoji. Giggles gave me a hand job last night. And they're like, Giggles gave can me I a least, hand job. Can it was happening at gigs once. Or something. Oh, Danny wants his sex factor. Too late, bro. <laughs> Danny, what would Giggles order at the bar? How do you have any Hawaiian punch? Yeah. <laughs> Hold the alcohol. Um, can I have a Shirley Temple? Of a Capri Sun. But the thing that would be cool about Giggles is like Give he doesn't legendary. drink, but then like they're like, have you all seen Giggles in the back room? Like <laughs> Freak. Giggles a freak. Giggles a freak, yo. Which we got to get to the back room and the pensive, but first we have two announcements. Yes. So stay tuned for um, at the end of the episode, we are going to play another glorious song by the one, the only Uncle Aragog. He decided, you know, it's been a while since we heard the Toxic remix from our one shot quickie. So he decided to sing it and play the piano. And it is, of course, he's so talented. And yes. yeah, it's hot. And just a reminder that like anybody can submit songs. So right. if um, our our summer loving remix got you creating, send it into <laughs> Hi Patriotica Podcast, yeah. um, and you too could be on air. <laughs> <laughs> and our second is that we received a very special custom board game from one of our Patriotics, Chelsea, and yes. the game is called. Splooge, but the L is in parentheses because it's the hot debate in the, the Potterotics if it's spooge or splooge. The biggest debate I don't even times. remember what I said it was originally now. You're Noel. Noel, it's spooge, yes, right? Okay. And so uh, it's a board game that's based <laughs> off of Clue. It's amazing. It's hysterical, so, and we are actually game pieces it's, in the game. Have we posted pictures of this yet? We're going to post it on Instagram. Um, it'll be posted by now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So check it out. <sighs> so Legendary. good. Legendary. Mm-hmm. 
This is actually our growing empire of board games. Um, <laughs> Under the Gramogram. Yeah, designed by Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. So um, she created this special Potterotica version of Cards Against Muggles, which mm-hmm. is available for download on our website. Yes, that's right. And so check that out. This is not available for download until we figure out the Willy Wonka <laughs> way to transfer things to the TV. Yeah. So, Ugh, um, so good. Anyway, check it out. And I think that's our announcements. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, it. Pensive. Pensive time. Back to the back room. Essentially, we've got a young, do we like know an age range? Young door. A young door. Mm-hmm. But 20s? I mean, I guess we. I'm guessing he's hot. in his he's in his 180s. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's a hot, sexy Jude Law ass <laughs> Dumbledore. So Elvis and his former babysitter Bethilda Bag- Bagshot <laughs> are at the sex club. Oh my god, babysitters club! Oh, <laughs> uh, we have to call one of these episodes a babysitters oh club. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> babysitters nightclub. That's what it's called. Love it. That's so good. Wow. And so she's there as Mistress BB Bebe. <laughs> Is it BB? And <laughs> Mistress Beebe. Beebe. And uh, it's Elvis's first time. They uh, have enchanted masks, which conceal your identity. And so his is a phoenix. And so he is making his way through the club very slowly. He sat at the bar, chit-chatted and flirted with the bartender, got himself a couple drinks. And now he is going to the back, back room. room. So we don't know what's happening in there yet. Drunk but, on brandy. Like, I have a feeling the back room has something to do with his back door. So I'm feeling real good about it. <sighs> Does he call it the back room or do we call it that? I feel like he says, like, go to that black door. No, the room's back there. Yeah. So the back area, the black door, the The unmarked black door. So let's find out what's back there. What's back there? Elvis cautiously approached the black door. Glancing at his ring, the colors swirled a mixture of dark green and orange indicating his excitement and nervousness at what delights lay behind a mysterious black door. Gathering his courage, he pushed the door open and entered a long, dimly lit corridor with several other identical plain black doors on either side. Unsure of what he'd find, Albus resolved to explore each door in turn in the hopes of finding <laughs> something to his liking. Oh my God, this is like a really scary haunted house. I know. But sexy. A sexy. Yeah. Reaching for the door closest to him on his left, he slowly turned the handle and peered inside. The room was as dimly lit as the corridor, but its interior was sumptuously decorated with velvet sofas and large silk cushions strewn across the floor. You guys think all the Ughorns here? (laughs) Young Ughorns Clerbin? Oh, God. (laughs) You keep saying Clerbin. I I don't know why. I like it. (laughs) I've never heard you say Clerbin. It's really Joe, like in the club, like people say, like about the club. Oh, I know. I just have never heard you say it. Well, when have I ever talked about clubs? I've never been (laughs) to a club. Not enough. Never. Not enough. How is she pronouncing it? (laughs) Amen. <laughs> a club sandwich? No. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard you talk about club sandwiches before. <laughs> <laughs> the room was as dimly lit as the corridor, but its interior was sumptuously decorated with velvet sofas and large silk cushions strewn across the floor. Soft music and moans emanated from the room as the many inhabitants in various states of undress pleasured one another. One woman lay sprawled on a large velvet recliner with a man buried between her <laughs> legs. Velvet recliner. Oh, God. While two women took turns kissing and teasing her nipples. Elvis watched proceedings for a few moments, but had no real interest in participating. Quietly closing the door behind him, he reached... <laughs> <laughs> like he's checking out a baby. <laughs> Still sleeping. Oh, sorry. I was uh, looking for the library. <laughs> okay. Thank you. He reached to open the next door. 
Elvis flinched as he opened the door and heat billed out of the room and into the corridor. Cool. Curiosity peaked. He popped his head through the door and was met with a room that was disturbingly similar to the appearance of the prefect's bathroom at Hogwarts. <gasps> Woo! A brightly lit room with a large... <laughs> Home base. <laughs> <laughs> we know this place. A brightly lit room with a large swimming pool-like tub in the center filled with foam bubbles and bodies. Oh. Lots and lots of bodies. Oh, this would be a nightmare. There'd be so much bacteria floating. Foam party. Yeah, I know. I used to love foam parties. Back I know. In the day. I love. You're like this would be my worst nightmare. I loved foam parties. <laughs> now it's my worst nightmare. It used to be my daydream. <laughs> the air was thick with a heady mix of sweat, perfume from the bath oils, and the unmistakable smell of sex. <sighs> Elvis's attention was drawn to one particular gentleman submerged waist deep in the shallow end of the pool. His tanned body, slick with water and perspiration, was bent over the edge of the pool as his partner thrust into him from behind, knocking grunts of pleasure out of him as the water sloshed over the pool's edge and across the tiled floor. Okay. The gentleman certainly looked like he was enjoying himself <laughs> immensely, but despite a slight stirring in Albus's trousers at the sight, it wasn't exactly what he was after. Mm. Albus was looking for something more. Oh. <laughs> what is Albus's kink? He is not going to settle on room two, hot <laughs> swimming pool sex. I think my theory would go to the last room because then I feel like that's the least explored. So like mm. probably the cleanest. Mm. <laughs> wow, your, but your you sex room tact is so smart. But don't you think that people who go to this club know what all the rooms are? Yeah. You know, so they're like, that's my room that I like to go to. This could be newbie night. We don't know. <laughs> Everyone gets Hi, where's the uh, Super Bowl food spread room? <laughs> I'm like, looking for the Super Bowl food level spread. <laughs> For cheddar, where's the conference and pepperoni? Conference food room. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis is like tea? a freshman at a new high school trying to find his class. Yeah, he's like, no, is this my homeroom? Yeah. <laughs> With each successive room he explored, Elvis was becoming increasingly despondent. Aww. However, visually impressive it was to come across a room full of couples suspended magically <gasps> midair having sex. It was a bit vanilla for his liking. Yes. Oh my god. The pensive room was probably more exciting yes. for those engaged in reliving memories or other people's memories of their wildest sexual experiences. That is awesome. But from a voyeur's point of view, watching people stooped motionless, face deep in pensives <laughs> wasn't just boring. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. <laughs> are they still touching themselves or are they just... No, like they're having the sensory experience of it. But are they like touching themselves in the, in the pensive then? In the pensive, they're in the sex. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Elvis quickly <laughs> retreated from that room. <laughs> the polyjuice room was by far the most amusing one to stumble across. Women transfiguring into men's bodies stood in front of full-length mirrors, exploring their new and unfamiliar body parts, while men transfigured as women fondled <laughs> their breasts with the giddy fascination of schoolboys. Elvis rolled his eyes as he closed the door of this room. He had about as much desire to be a woman as he did to be with one. <laughs> I'd love the soundtrack of popping open each room. <laughs> right. <laughs> What do you think the music is playing? Because we're set back probably at least into the 30s. I feel like it's like a Charlie Chaplin. Pushing the next door open, Elvis peered inside and gasped. It took his brain a few moments to process what he was actually seeing. The floor appeared to be a writhing mass of fur, but on closer inspection, he realized that it was some two dozen men and women. <laughs> this is like a werewolf room. Oh, wow. He couldn't distinguish between the two, dressed as a variety of animals engaged in a mass orgy on the floor. Wow. <laughs> what do they call furries? Yeah. <laughs> it's a furry room. He couldn't help but stare with morbid fascination as crups and measles crawled on all fours, sniffing, rimming, and humping each other furiously. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> a loud chorus of yips, yelps, and howls filling the room. <laughs> 
Albus could see tales of all shapes, sizes, colors, and even some forked variants wagging with enchantments, disappearing between exposed cheeks as the seething bodies moved around the room, exploring one another. One of the crowd, bizarrely dressed as a giant pink puffskin, caught Albus's terrified eye. He scurried on all fours toward <laughs> Albus, panting loudly. <gasps> oh, God. No, 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 cried <laughs> Albus before slamming the door that, shut again, the ring on his finger flashing an angry red. Not to be confused with two puffskins and a puffle. Oh, yeah. That's uh-huh. a different yeah. sex totally move. Totally different. Fuck this, he grumbled. He should never have let Bethilda talk him into coming here. He knew it was a bad idea. He hadn't found what he had hoped to in the club, but he had definitely found his limit. Uh-huh. He roughly pulled the ring off of his finger and turned to leave when he heard something that made him stop dead in his tracks. A faint slapping sound pierced the yeah. otherwise silent corridor, closely followed by a sweet chorus of groans. Whether it be groans of pain or pleasure, he didn't know, but the sound immediately made the hairs on the back of his neck stand on end. He turned and listened closely. The sound seemed to be coming from the room at the very end of the hey. corridor. Oh, look like Allie's theory's right. <laughs> if that's like what if you're Allie, into. If Allie were to write a fanfic, it would be like a paragraph. No, just kidding, because she has written a that's fanfic true. and it's long. She's like, he went to the back of the room and he found his kink and then he left the room and now he's done. He knew that his kink would be found at the end. Wands up already, Mr. Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> he turned and listened closely. The sound seemed to be coming from the room at the very end of the corridor. Slipping the ring back onto his finger, the gem immediately transitioned from an inert black to shining blue-green with intrigue. Ooh. Another slapping sound, louder this time, was quickly followed by another deeper groan, sending a pleasure shiver up his spine. Even though he hadn't seen what was happening, the noises emanating from the room made his pulse race. Turning on his heel, he marched past the other rooms to find the source of sweet music. I love that he's like people moaning in pain and pleasure is what he's calling music. (laughs) Striding into the last room at the end of the long corridor, Albus was met with a large group of spectators all standing transfixed by the sight before them. There were so many people in the room that Albus couldn't see what was happening, even on tiptoes. Another loud crack punctuated the silence and audible shiver rippled through the room. The unmistakable sound of hard leather making contact with soft flesh was music to Elvis's ears. <laughs> he carefully pushed his way to the front to get a better view. As the crowd of bodies moved aside and Elvis, you know, you guys, I keep picturing him in like a sweater vest and like a button down and like sensible yeah. slacks. <laughs> As the crowd of bodies moved aside and Elvis finally got a look at the show taking place, his mouth went dry and he could feel his cock flood with excitement. In the center of the room, a wizard hung suspended from the ceiling by magical bonds. His arms and legs were arranged spread eagle, a thin triangle of fabric covering his manhood, the only piece of clothing he had on. As his body slowly rotated around an invisible axis, Elvis could see thin straps running between his legs and up along the curves of his arse, attaching to the strap around his waist, leaving his round arse exposed to everyone, an arse which was blooming a beautiful shade of red. Elvis's eyes were pulled from the strung-up wizard to the man slowly circling the opening of the gathering crowd. Elvis was surprised to see that he was fully dressed. He could have easily passed for a society gentleman with his three-piece suit, the wide collar done up to the very top. The wizard was a picture of composure, and Albus would be tempted to laugh at the bowler hat on the wizard's head if it weren't for the feral look on the face. (laughs) That look brooked no levity. It was feral, carnal, intense. The mirth died on Albus's lips as he watched the svelte wizard circle his prey. In a flash, the stalking wizard's arm shot out and a loud smack reverberated around the room. The bound wizard's body jerked, a fresh bloom of red erupting on his fleshy cheeks. Albus could see the wizard's cock peeking out the top of the tight material. Already moistened from his excitement as his body continued to be whacked by shivers. As his body slowly rotated around to display his backside to Elvis, he noticed a faint outline of a vaguely familiar design on the rubicund cheek. 
Elvis could just barely make out a familiar but modified design on the inflamed arse before another blow was imparted and the submissive wizard's body arched. Whether in pain or pleasure would be hard to tell, if not for the ring glowing green on the wizard's bound hand. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, we don't know what that symbol is. I know. But it was familiar but modified. Is Do you it, think he's got the swallows <laughs> on his ass? If he has a swallow tattoo, I will flip oh, this table my over. Oh, freaking God. <laughs> oh, God. Without warning, three harsh strikes landed on the contused arse, and the bound wizard cried out in a mix of sting and satisfaction as the stimulation became too much and his excitement erupted out of the tip of his cock, tucked into the waistband of his scant covering. The dominant wizard's eye shot up, and before Elvis could realize what was happening, he was trapped in the captivating gaze. The cerulean beam that met his felt like a petrificus totalis, rendering him immobile and powerless under the weight of their sultry gaze. Elvis felt the piercing glare drill into him before it slipped down to the band around his finger and flared wide. The wizard took a visible inhale at the sight. Elvis's gaze slipped down to the ring to see it was luminescing a pale blue. He wasn't sure what it meant. Bibi had only said the ring glowed in a range from red to green, but the commanding wizard with his paddle seemed to think the color significant. Does that mean like... I'm Extra? game to get in there. Like, like me in. I, I'm like BDSM. Like, is that the color? Ooh. Or like red, red, orange, yellow, green. You know, red is the worst up to green. Blue is like really, 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 really. I'm so horny. I'm going to burst. Elvis's eyes crawled back up to the man's body to find the eyes, the color of which he tried to commit to memory, only to have it slip through his mind like smoke, fixated on his own. Without breaking their gaze, the other wizard removed his wand from its holster, strapped to his thigh, and released the bond suspending the satiated wizard from his bondage. It became too much when the other wizard's tongue extended out, licking the cupid's bow of his lip, and Albus turned away, making his way back through the crowd, who were suddenly pressing too closely against his overheated skin. Breaking through the packed bodies, Albus grabbed the door handle and wrenched it open in relief, barreling out into the hallway and rushing back down towards the main club area. Obviously, his liquid courage was due for a refill. Albus stumbled his way back to the bar in the dance area and tried to signal Capra, but the man at the bar was busy at the far end of the bar with another customer and didn't see him. Albus bounced on the balls of his... <laughs> I thought I was going to say Albus bounced on his balls. <laughs> Albus bounced on the balls of his feet, nervously chewing on his thumbnail, silently pleading that Merlin would shine down on him and Capra would notice him there. He felt deeply unsettled, like he had a chortle of chiz purples crawling around under his skin, and he needed a drink to settle his nerves. Elvis's nervous fidgeting came to a screeching halt when a wall of warmth stepped up behind him, and he felt a firm body rub against his. Every nerve ending in Elvis's body went on high alert, desperately waiting for stimuli from the wizard that Elvis knew without looking was standing behind him. What's the rush, little Kelpie? A deeper masculine voice whispered into Elvis's ear, sending shivers down his spine. A Kelpie is a shape-shifting water demon. Oh. What's the rush, you shape-shifting little water demon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, paused Elvis, having to swallow because his mouth was suddenly flooded with moisture. I don't know what you're talking about. Elvis licked his dry lips and a soft chuckle grazed across his hypersensitive nerve endings. Elvis felt a hand, fingertips set and soft, graze against his temple and pull his hair back behind his ear, leaving his skin exposed and all the more sensitive. Before he could realize what he'd done, his head canted to the left, exposing his neck to the stranger behind him, and his skin ignited when the stranger leaned down and inhaled the scent of Albus's skin. Ooh. A thin-fingered hand suddenly wrapped around Albus's neck from the left, Ooh. jerking his head back to rest on the shoulder behind him, his ear grazing across the long, past five o'clock shadow of the man behind him. The grip was firm, but not restricting, keeping Albus's upper body held flesh against the chiseled flesh as the man's right hand reached around and sprawled across his lower abdomen, pulling his lower body back against the seductive wizard. 
I think you know exactly what I mean, little Kelpie, the man gloated as he nuzzled his chin against Elvis's tender neck. That ring tells me exactly what you're wanting right now, and it's not for me to stop. At that, the man rolled his lower body against Elvis's behind, eliciting a sharp inhale of breath, and Elvis felt his cock stiffen and rub against the fabric of his bulky rope. He was glad that he had opted for the traditional with <laughs> oh tire. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, excuse me, you're stepping on my robe. Oh, oh no, you just got that you splooged all over my robe. <laughs> Which at least somewhat hid his current predicament. Just because I may be interested in general doesn't mean I want to get off in a crowded club. Ooh, we classy. You are in the wrong place, Albus. <laughs> oh my god. Albus's voice is a little breathy, but he meant it. His body may be having a primordial reaction to this man, but he was definitely not ready to pursue anything physical in front of a group of strangers. There was a brief pause, and then the hand slid away, and the wizard slipped into the space against the bar to his right. Elvis took a steadying breath and focused on releasing the accumulated tension in his muscles before turning to face the wizard next to him. The man's mask was a simple black leather Mm. opera mask, (laughs) which covered... Classy. (laughs) Excuse me. You guys know I love opera masks. Giggle loves opera masks. Oh, that's right. You do love masks. (laughs) Well, I was... No, that was so classy. Wizards are all like over the top. Let me reenact. I'm Danny. You read that sentence again. The man's mask was a simple black leather opera mask. (laughs) (laughs) And now my whole right side is covered in splooge. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this usually happen. <laughs> the man's mask was a simple black leather opera mask, which covered the top portion of his face and extended down to the end of his nose. The simplicity of the mask seemed fitting. This man oozed sexual magnetism Ooh. and appeal and fancy adornments would seem like overkill. Can I buy you a drink then? Could you imagine? He's like so sexy and smooth. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> giggles. I giggles. Giggles is like, I love opera masks. Because yeah. I'll have a cosmopolitan. <laughs> Have a shot of Sambuca. I'd like to restart this episode where I don't pick giggles no, as much. Because my- now, no. going forward, that's what's going to happen. Welcome back to the bottom of the podcast. I'm Dean Midriff. And I'm Giggles. Madam, Madam Beck. Tramp Stamp. Madam Tramp Stamp. And I'm Giggles. And I'm Giggles. Uh, well, that's the end of the episode, guys. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Are you ones up or down? Woo! My wand is up through the roof of the club. Guys, I have a suggestion to the group, and I would like you guys, you can be honest with me. Yeah. For season masturbate, should we describe the color of our rings? Since there's more. Oh, yeah. It's about the story. It's a black, brown, yellow, green, red, or blue, which we don't know what blue means yet, but like that or could we be could a pick range. our own color. Yeah, I love it's it. Easier to go by their scale. Yeah, let's let's do, why don't we just let's do go three? Why don't we three scale? Like a green, a yellow, and a red. Love it. Okay, so I'm a green. I like it. Okay, I'm a green. I am ready and willing. Yep, I'm also green. I'm like full speed ahead. Let the games begin. Yeah, I love this. Flashing green. Yep. Flashing Giggles. green. Giggles is a green. You mentioned a sh- you, m- you mentioned a simple black leather opera mask. Green, 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 green. Like blue. Over. Blue. Game over. Blue. The prefix bathroom, like sauna room. I, the couple suspended in midair. What the room, animal orgy. Like what a the what, story what is amazing. What room would you guys pick? Do you guys have a room preference thus far? I, I'm intrigued by the pensive room to yeah. be able to like experience some of the like the best encounters. Yeah. I'm intrigued by the pensive room to steal 
out of everybody's pockets while they're dipped into the Betsy. <laughs> um, I don't have a room per se, but I do think like, you know, now that we're on our whatever number of stories, that some things are really sexy because they're sexy. Yeah. And some things are really sexy because they're magical. And yeah. so even though, you know, I think we got some sex here, but it was so sexy because of yeah. all the magic. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I would expect nothing less from this amazing duo. Feeling it. So, so good. Did you have a room? I think I might do like a light BDSM room. BDSM mm. light. Not like, like, you don't want to be the person in the center. No, I like, want to like. Experiencing. I want to like be on the periphery and mm-hmm. see like, oh, is yeah. something I'd like to incorporate? Sure. Hmm. I think the yep. floating where people were having sex in the air. <gasps> the aerial. Is cool. Yeah, that's a great. I think I had said that like before that in a different. Yeah. When we had Eric on, we had talked about that. Mm. Or at some point we have. Anyway, Great. that would be my room. Love it. Awesome. Um, well, stay tuned for right now for Uncle Aragog. Yep. Send us your own songs that you're inspired by and tune in next week. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye.
For more erotic goodness, follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Poderotica Podcast, or join our private Facebook group, The Poderotics. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit us at PoderoticaPodcast.com. And if you like what you're listening to, make sure you're subscribed. And if you're extra horny, leave a review, but only if it's nice. 10 points for nice reviews.